four, three, two, one. Energize with Ross and Barry is live. Yeah. Welcome to first podcast official. No visual, all audio. Barry, how are you getting on? Doing good. Uh, all audio. That's where we specialize, isn't it? It is indeed, guys. We are not moving away from cool from YouTube. We're going to put out a lot more audio content and a lot less YouTube content. Mainly due to the fact that we can give you longer audio content, which we have been asked for yeah. on <coughs> Pure Audio. And also, from visual standpoint of view, bar the images and videos you're putting into the videos, they were fairly same old, same old. Anyway. Yeah, it was sort of getting time consuming. And also, we, we'd almost hit a plateau. And our thing was we wanted to create longer content, better content. And sometimes, though, longer isn't always better. But when it comes to creating content on different platforms, I think we may as well give it a shot because we've been asked to do it. So, therefore, we're going towards that. So, that was one of the main reasons why we're deciding to now do a podcast. Yeah, I felt like we built our audience well enough that we can now move on to podcast platform. Our original thought was is... You're not going to listen to two people who you don't know who they are. So everyone's yeah. seen us on video. Therefore, they know, know our content's good. They, yeah, they know we're real people. Exactly. We're, we're not robots. Yeah, we're not just robots, yeah. Yeah, so I told you we should probably go back to the start then, Barry, shouldn't we? Oh, let's go back to the start. So we met at X Factor Editions, okay? <laughs> no, I'm going to joke. Uh, yeah, we didn't get through. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we and Barry, uh, we were in school together for six years, but we only sort of became best friends in fifth and sixth year, which is like the last two years in school in Maryland. Yeah. Sort of like summer fourth, just beginning yeah. the summer fourth year. Yeah, for exactly. anyone for anyone that's not in Ireland, that's about 16. Yeah, it was weird. I actually moved into my granny's house for a few months. My house has been renovated, and I live across the road from Barry. Yeah. And ever since, we've been like very best friends. Yeah. And I mean very best yeah. friends. It was a love of Man United, really, and then sport, and then, yeah. and then you enjoyed beating me at FIFA all the time. And yeah, that was it. I'm a bit of a demon of FIFA if anyone ever wants a game. Yeah. Um, I'm not. No, Barry's terrible at it. Yeah. But Barry's far superior at actual football, and I'm terrible at actual football. I, I look like a gazelle trying to play. Um, yeah. Well, okay, we were saying how Energy started, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so we, we became, became friends in school, uh, then we stayed friends for the next couple of years. And Somehow. I was working in insurance, Barry was working in banking. Neither of our personalities matched either of those two careers. We didn't really know what we wanted to do. We ended up going sort of on a mini interrail straight to summer. Yeah. And we ended up in Amsterdam. And there we decided we were going to do a podcast together. We had no idea how it was going to happen. We had no idea yeah. what we were going to do. But we were convinced we were going to do it. And yeah, yeah, we were sort of like there's no one in Ireland doing what we're doing right now. And we felt there was a niche in the market. And uh, it was just sort of like guys just acting, talking about sports and life and what it's like to be a guy or a girl and what interactions you have with other people, as in like negative or positive, and how you would react and get other people's opinions on it. Yeah, there's very few, you know, average Joes, lads, boys on the internet doing their thing and like representing for just lads out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The ones that are out there are bloody male models on Calvin Klein uh, calendars. Um, we're not like that. So we were like, we're going to go for it. Then as the AFM radio course came up, Barry was like, he was telling me he was doing it. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it too. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, 
All right, well, I got to do it anyway. So we did it as a duo. Yeah. With the first ever to do as a duo, we got some key skills from it. Uh, we learned about interviews. We learned, like, basically we got comfortable being on air as well. Yeah. Which is always important. Yeah, it was a radio production course. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't actually have that much air time. No, we didn't. Which, uh, probably one of the negatives of the course, really. Po- probably the negative. Yeah, I would have liked to actually structure the course around my own individual interest. Like, I had very little interest in reading the news, but, like, they insisted on us doing reading the news. Yeah, it, it was literally a radio production course. You got to do everything. Yeah, so it gave us such an overall spectrum of it. Um, it gave us a good basis, though. Would you recommend it to someone else, Barry? Um, it really depends what they want to do, who they are, whether or not they'd actually be right for it. Because, as we're going to lead on to in a while... Like, the radio industry is very, very... It's getting smaller and smaller and harder and harder to get into. So, maybe give us a, give us a chat. Send us a message if you're interested in going into it and we can give you the ins and outs because we're not going to go on about it the whole time. Moving on. Yeah, no, for me, I just thought it wasn't the best value for money, but I did get a lot out of it and it did help us create and enjoy. Yeah. Um, oh, I suppose we should say where the name came from. We had to do a five-minute segment on the radio course and you need Barry were sitting there mulling over in his house what we're going to call the show and then at the end of the day like we were like it should be a positive word yeah. and it should be up, upbeat because that's what we are and it just came out I actually think Barry came up with it to be honest I think I would have remembered if I didn't yeah, t- yeah it yeah, was me yeah. yeah it must have been you um, so Barry gets yeah. the glory for that that's, that's why I own 51% of Energize <laughs> no my joke um, yeah so that's how Energize came about and that's where we became friends yeah so Barry what's next um just sort of basically that's what Energize is it's all about having fun having the crack like you can literally listen to a podcast in your car in the gym walking to work walking to anywhere yeah you can listen on your own time so yeah you can listen to us on your own time and that was another negative about YouTube that the screen had to be playing the YouTube clip and if it wasn't well then you know what I mean? If you went off the YouTube app, well, then the video would stop. Yeah. And that's pain in the hole. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, we're just looking for ears now rather than eyes and ears. Although we will be making more YouTube videos in the future. We're just trying it out here. Um, so the next sort of thing would be like for the people that haven't actually started listening to us, who are energized? So, Ross, tell. Who are you? Who are you, man? <laughs> who are you? I feel like such like Nicky Graham or Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, well, I'm 26. Um, my best friend's name is Barry. Just Who? over in the corner. Uh, I, I'm from Clontarf in Dublin. Um, I work for Jemison. It's, you know, the whiskey. It's it's actually a really cool place to work. Love everyone there. They're all real sound to me. Um, I've only started working there the last few months. Uh, I love going to work. It's a good buzz. Well, that's uh, cool, yeah. Let me see. What else have I done? Uh, I suppose I should tell you what I'm into. Massive Manchester United fan, as is Barry. We love the Red Devils. We try and get over there at least twice a year. It's not always feasible, but we do make our best effort to get there. Um, yeah. Even under Louis van Gaal, we were going. So, you know, die-hard yeah. fans. Yeah. Um, I'm massive into MMA. I follow UFC a hell of a lot. It's easier to follow than Bellator and stuff like that over here because you can watch it. Mm-hmm. And also, big into the rugby. Me and Barry have probably been to about eight Leinster games this year. And... Obviously, we support the Irish team. And then we just love all other Irish sports stars. We're massive fans of our own country and supporting your own. Katie Taylor, Mikey Conlon. Yeah. 
even like what I was saying to Barry, even when Rob Heffernan's doing the power walk and in the Olympics on like cheering him on, yeah, and you know Donovan Brothers in the in the row and like they become cult heroes over yeah, here, yeah, yeah. And like just anyone who puts on a you know a green jersey, a green bib, anyone who puts their hand up and represents Ireland, we're massive followers of them and we're massive supporters of them. Yeah, well said. Yeah, hundred percent. Barry, you tell us something about yourself that I didn't tell everyone about you already. I don't know. You basically said I was perfect, uh, but um, yeah, I'm Barry. Um, as you may have seen on the pictures or the videos, because it's funny, like some people would know you and not know me. Yeah. Um, massive football, like I, I'm absolutely love of football. I played it since I was like six or seven. Uh, I played to a decent level, but like, what can you do? Can't all be Ronaldo. Uh, I played a lot of sports in school, like rugby, football, ga, squash, you know, uh, long distance running, mad into sport. Like, just uh, it just really like it was one thing that I was very good at that didn't involve to have to like study a book. Um, then like going on, like just moving on from school, I went to college. Didn't really work out for me to be honest. Like, and like I'm not actually like proud of it, but like as I said well as Ross said earlier I was doing banking for like three and a half years and like I just knew that wasn't me you know what I mean like I was just like it's not me uh, so when I was studying business in school it just wasn't really my thing and uh, so as Ross said when I heard about the Today FM course to uh, do the radio production course like that was the thing that I thought that I could do because like realistically like the only reason why me and Ross are friends <clears throat> excuse me it's because like we're like fair, we're like uh, positive, we're uh, like, loyal. yeah, loyal, but not only loyal, but like, just like, we're t tell the truth to each other as in like, if I make a mess of things, like I expect him to tell me this, vice versa, or versa vice to anyone of my friends, that's why we have friends. Yeah, I, we're both really honest with each other in fairness. Yeah. Uh, you know what's actually funny that I just know what's there about you is that you brought up college and you were like, college wasn't your thing. I actually went to college, uh, did four years of it. Got, got a degree but notice how we didn't mention it because it was so irrelevant to what I want to do yeah. and what I'm actually doing so like despite the fact that I went to college and got a degree and Barry didn't it made little or no difference where we want to go in life so yeah, like, it, that's was the thing, actually, yeah. it was actually fairly irrelevant yeah. you know what I mean well also when I, when I actually did the business course it was just like that's the course I got from what I applied for and like who knew like social media and all this was about was around the corner yeah you know I mean? the world the world has changed so much in the last yeah. four or five years that it's not the same platform no we're we're not you know? we're not all in the same field anymore like <clears throat> the fact I, that someone can go around recording themselves on the phone making a living out of it is like absolutely unbelievable yeah. if you said that when we were 18 we're now about 26 you said that what, eight years ago people would have laughed at you yeah like for instance even when we started energized being on the camera um like, I didn't even want to be on the camera. It was more like I wanted to create content, but that was the easiest way for us to do it. So, therefore, we did it. Uh, just getting back to what I was saying, I did uh, the radio production course for Ross. Went brilliantly. Uh, we were just like, right, let's keep going. Like, when you're on a hot streak, just keep it going, no matter what you're doing in life. Mm. Uh, then, like, I eventually started working with Dublin's Q102 as part of the Blue Crew. It's basically a promotions team. Um, on the side, I also did a diploma in social media for business, which has like helped us immensely. Cause like I think I'm good at social media. Ross is just as good now. Just like it's it's just uh, simplifying things and using hashtags to your advantage helped us grow a lot, including checking in in places. In fairness, we also did meet Gary Vaynerchuk, who yeah. was the king of social media. Yeah. in our opinion, anyway. He is the king. And yeah. like just from like listening to his book and like. 
you know, you read his book, I listened to him on audiobook, and, like, watching a few interviews all the time, the man, like, is a huge influence to us anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, from even meeting him, it was amazing. Gave him a t-shirt and D-Rock. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, going back to you, Q102, sorry. Yeah, uh, working with Q102, also on the side, practice uh, radio production course, which, like, a radio presenting course, which went pretty well as well. But, but like, I already knew that myself and Ross were going to do well on this. <clears throat> like, just by doing that, that was an extra, like, uh, notch in the belt sort of thing. Uh, just trying to be well-rounded. <clears throat> yeah, well, we also do, like, part-time event work as well. And we've done, like, yeah. off-the-ball radio shows, which we love doing. Numerous times, great, yeah. Great crack. You get to meet some really cool people. You've met Ron O'Gara, Brian O'Driscoll, Keith Wood. Loads of rugby players had a slice of pizza with Kevin Kavan before. Yeah, Desai, yeah. World Cup winner. Yeah, Jesus, I even forgot about that. Yeah, Brian Kerr. Big yeah, Brian Kerr, yeah. Yeah, we've got to meet some really cool people yeah. too, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, really. won't be the last as well. So, no. yeah, but just moving on then from uh, working with Q and Two, doing promotions and stuff. It was sort of like just to get in the door because we'd already done a semi with off the ball uh, with Today FM, uh, so in order to well how the radio industry used to be like once your foot was in the door you could eventually step up the ladder but now the way the industry's going in my opinion which i actually think is correct that the industry is now getting smaller and smaller and smaller because previously you'd used to have your tv stations rte tv3 the big major ones the radio stations rte 90 fm today fm news talk and now the attention is now more people are now following YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, <clears throat> Tinder. <laughs> All these influencers now, are, and, and there's less attention on the radio and the TV because these people who are on these shows basically haven't been as loyal to their audience as these influencers have. So basically, the, we're, we're in a world now where you have the choice to pick what you want to listen to, when you want to listen to it, and if you don't want to listen to it, or if you don't want to watch it, you can click out. Uh, for years, people have just been like only had a choice of three. Now they have a choice of three hundred and three. Like there's so many different platforms. For instance, like even going to what school you want to go to, from what gyms you want to go to, from what person you want to go out to go out with, what person you want to hang out with, uh, everything, music, everything. Yeah, no, I think the internet has created. Well, a lot of people would say can be a dangerous place, but also such a wonderful place. The amount of people you can like meet around the world who have similar interests. All you have to do is go www.youtube.com or www. and whatever you're interested in. Yeah. And you just type in the search bar whatever you're interested in, and you can find that. Well, you're interested in going to the gym, you can watch a YouTube channel from some gym goer. If you're interested in Pokemon, you can go onto YouTube and watch some sort of Pokemon version. Yeah. There's a community. Yeah. Or you can listen to a podcast on the gym. You can listen to a podcast on Pokemon. You can do what. You can listen to it and look at whatever you're interested in. Like, I find it bizarre that some people watch other people play video games online, but that is a billion dollar market in the world. And it's it's scary to think, but that's what people are into. You know what I mean? The only thing that people have to watch live at the moment is sport. Anything else you can record and watch at a later date and you haven't really lost out on. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Uh, which sort of brings back to communities. It's sort of like, okay, back in the day when, okay, we're 26 now, but when we were younger, the only friends you would have had are the friends that live near you or even like you met on holidays 
or you went to school with, went to school with yes or like crash with or your brothers and sisters or cousins and now people are now creating communities online with people that have stuff in common with them and the fortunate thing for myself and ross is we don't just like one thing we like multiple things and therefore because we're human and so are other people they're interested in other things as well mm. so when people find out that we like football ufc and rugby we have more in common with certain people than other people yeah no 100 percent. we've got to meet some really cool people through social media and um, we got into contact with al Thorn through social media he's like this excellent impersonator he's super funny yeah and the conor mcgregor person if you've never heard of him yeah um not only that but like we've got to help promote some of our friends who went to school with our musicians uh, that was cool. Brian Williamson and Milky and Brian's got a gig coming up, so I'm sure we'll have him back on. Yeah, it, it's great to promote the people around you as well, and then they can promote you in turn. And yeah, it's paying you know, paying it for it. Yeah, and like we just work in as what you described a community. You yeah, know what I mean, and like it's up to yourself to who you want to include in your community as well, which is fantastic. And you see all the time, like uh, you see gym people all the time. They meet up with gym people from other countries who they've probably never met before. Yeah, and like. They do that through the power of the internet, which is I think is fantastic and fascinating. Yeah. You can use in good ways and wrong ways. Mm. You know what I mean? But like some of the people that actually follow us and we follow them, I don't like to call them fans or anything. That's just weird because we're all on the level playing field. Like they're some of the coo- coolest people I've ever met because the stuff I like, I think is cool. Same with who, what you think, same with what the person now is listening to. Whatever they like, they think is cool. So when they have something in common with someone else that they think is cool... It builds better relationships, better, like, you like to talk about the stuff you like to talk about. You know what I mean? And you're oh, with, pe- like, people in your community are also talking about it. So it's great to, like, be able to jump in, jump out whenever you want. Like, if you're in work, you get to leave there and then be right in the hub of what you want to talk about. No, 100%. I think it's great the way we can put up a picture of, just say, the weekend's fight for the UFC, and then you could have... 30, 40, 50, 60 comments on people who are talking to us about stuff that we're interested in, which I think is fantastic. And people like constantly asking our opinion, like send us direct messages, being like, what do you think of this fight? Do you think this fight's going to happen? Yeah. When do you think this is going to happen? From all over the world. Yeah, from all over the yeah. world. Like, yeah. Only last week, um, you should check these guys out. Rick Salsa, I think it's a husband and wife team, they sent us their salsa in the post and yeah. a couple of t shirts. From Texas. From Texas. And not Te- Texas. Te- what? Not Texas, Donegal. Not Donegal. Yeehaw, Texas. <laughs> Texas. Yeah, so we couldn't believe it. We were blown away by it. Uh, we love their stuff. You should check their page out. We're going to um, put a poster of the week of their stuff. And yeah, like, it can connect you from people all around the world. Te- from Texas to Clontarf yeah. via YouTube. Yeah, it's insanity. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, like, um,. We're really actually blown away by the support we've got uh, through all our channels, uh, through Facebook, through YouTube, uh, through Twitter, but especially through Instagram. We love doing Instagram posts. We find it's the most socially interactive yeah. site to be on. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're actually planning on building anything, the first thing you should go to is Instagram. Mm. Because uh, before me and Ross actually started this, like we had a profile, but we didn't use it. And we actually took, it took us months to actually set it up. Because, like, we are led to believe that Facebook was the thing to use. Um, the thing about Facebook is it's been there so long and people have actually, after leaving, they're more on Snapchat, they're more on Instagram. So it's actually right now, like, the third mo- most used in Ireland anyway. But, like, in, like, England, Twitter would be ahead of it. So 
and America would also be ahead of it. Yeah, and when we say <clears throat> use, we mean like actual interaction with human yeah. beings. We don't mean like logging on and like scroll, scrolling through the homepage. Like, put it this way: ask yourselves if you go to contact someone whose phone number you don't have, what's your first medium? Mine's probably like a Snapchat or an Instagram, and like then maybe Facebook and then probably Twitter. But like yeah. it's it's definitely on the first mediums. And no. Also, there's like more of a. Oh no, it's more personal. I think going from the Instagram. These oh days. yeah, definitely. I think Facebook definitely is, like it's so full of whatever you follow. Your Facebook is just full of that, and then yeah. other stuff that you didn't ask to see as well. Yeah, it's it's sort of the way Twitter sort of died out here. I think because you're like. To just constant bombardment of pictures and uh, photographs and videos and it's just it's just one big mess. You're like, Bleh. you just get a lot of stuff you didn't ask for. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. As opposed to your Instagram is it's like junk mail those, in the post. You follow those people because that's what you see. That's the thing. That is the thing, and that's why it's succeeding. That's why Facebook bought it. So like, it makes sense. To me, it's the number one platform for me. Yeah, like if we didn't use Instagram so effectively we wouldn't be getting salsa from Texas yeah exactly the way I look at it is yeah we could put up the same post on Facebook and the same post on Instagram and we could have you know up to 100 times the amount of interactions on Instagram as we do on Facebook I don't know just yeah. the way it works I think Facebook wants you to pay to promote your posts and we're yeah. just not going to do that yeah it's all algorithms and stuff and uh, that's just the way it is you can disagree or agree doesn't really matter it just whatever works for you works for you like there's Snapchat influencers that don't have big Instagram followings Facebook influencers that don't have big Instagram followings it's just the way it is whatever suits you do you yeah we find Instagram is our platform that's what we like yeah so by the way we already made a podcast before this and it didn't work out so this is round two but thank you for staying tuned so far because we really do enjoy it so as you all know Ross and I are big sports fans, and I'm sure that you guys and girls are as well. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, guys, I think no better way to start off with than the football. The Champions League is in the semi-final stage. I think we're going to start off with that. Um, at one stage, I was a bit... Um, yeah, go on, yeah. First. Um, I don't know. I thought we probably could have kicked off with uh, the UFC. You're right. Scrap the football. We're going straight into the main man, Times 100's most influential person, Conor McGregor. He is going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. We don't know where, we don't know when, but we know it's going down. Yeah. Uh, earlier on, we started off with the football, then we did the rugby, then we did the MMA. It was just there that the conversation with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather is constantly coming to our attention as everyone else is. But like people know that we make videos on it, so they ask us our opinion. Obviously, community. Um, we actually missed Conor McGregor in town by about an hour today. Yeah, we were invited to the Heinz Beans pop up cafe. And next thing you know, an hour, an hour later, Conor McGregor shows up. Yeah, you knew we were there. Yeah, which is actually quite funny because we actually walked by one of his monuments. I know his street art. Street art. Yeah. we took a picture with it today. So there you have it. Um, maybe it was fake. Yeah. Well, so okay, getting back to the fight now, right? This has been said to be the biggest uh, combat sports fight ever. Yeah, no, well, I have to agree with you. Well, definitely in terms of money-wise and always yeah. on the prize, you know what I mean? Yeah, non, um, non-heavyweight. Yeah, it's got the stage where someone in the MMA community can equal and rival the biggest boxing draw in the world. 
I know Conor McGregor hasn't quite done Floyd Mayweather numbers uh, in the past, but at the end of the day, Conor McGregor is probably the most talked about and most anticipated fighter to ever fight at any stage in the world. I'm, I'm convinced people who have no interest in fighting look forward to a Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, that's, that's without doubt, man. That's without doubt. I don't think doubt. you can say that about Tyson in the past because people used to think Tyson was a pure thug and then like, even Ali, I don't think he's quite had the drawing power McGregor does. I think McGregor brings people from all facets of the world to watch him fight. Yeah, I, I think it comes in generations, to be honest, man. Um, like, there's a, there's always one genera- one person in each generation that, like, yeah. sets the tone that inspires the next generation. And, like, this is just Conor McGregor's time, really. Like, uh, I th- obviously, Mayweather sort of came from nothing as well. Like, but, okay, two different sports now. But, like, McGregor, like, the 60 Jeeps, baby, was just, like, that set the tone. And it's been a roller coaster ever since, but straight to the top. I, I can't believe it's only been four years. Yeah. Which is absolutely frightening. He's gone from four years being on social welfare in Ireland to being the highest paid fighter in the UFC and potentially fighting Floyd Mayweather for a potential 100 million guaranteed in his back pocket. It's uh, it's unbelievable. That it's, it's unbelievable that that's even possible, yes. It's sort of like when we went to the, we went to the O2, that's now the Tree Arena. Yeah. Yeah, Conor McGregor fought on the Dublin... Jesus, hard to even believe that it wasn't called the same arena. Yeah, it wasn't even the same arena, yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor headlined Dublin after being a, a, on a lengthy layoff after fighting Max Holloway. And Ross, Ross was a member of the Fight Pass, so he got first dibs on tickets, and we went. And it was unbelievable. The atmosphere was crazy. Probably could have sold out the arena like five times. Like, Yeah, Dana White has gone on record saying it's the best event he's ever been to. Yeah. McGregor versus Brandao. We blew the roof off the place. But it was sort of weird because that's just what the Irish do. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And it didn't feel like it, it was going to be any other way, did it? It was just, we just yeah. knew it was going to be like that. Yeah, well, also there was other Irish fighters that, like, they yeah. all won. Yeah, in fairness. The, the tone. Five, five fighters and the Irish people on yeah. the card and, like, four of them won before McGregor. And, like, McGregor was never losing. No. He yeah, was never losing, no. It was, it was, it was weird because... McGregor always has this aura about him. Yeah. And like, I don't even know how to describe it, but people are just drawn to him. And yeah. It's are, everything. It's everything. The, the, like the realism, the cockiness, the bravado, the way he dresses. The way he picks his shots. Yeah, the, the tattoos. Yeah. The list goes on. Like, no one else can do this. Uh, yeah, absolute mystic Mac. Like, yeah. He, he predicts these things and then they happen. And like, you can say what you want, but you can't doubt him. Yeah. Every time he said it's happened, he's made it happen. Yeah. Or like even that that Aldo thing, uh, the whole tour, then having to fight Mendez, then actually fighting Aldo and knocking him out straight away. Like, did he, he? It was it was amazing how like he had the whole country backing him, and he provided because like when we were kids, right? I don't know about you now, but I mean, what I'm led to believe is that like people in Ireland were sort of like put in their box. They were like. Don't step out of the line. Like, why are you doing that? That's not you. That's not normal. Do the nine to five. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas, we're always taking part as opposed to... Yeah, yeah. It, it was a, it's a bit like Roy Keane when he, when he sees the Irish football team. And then he, Good you know, point. they go... Uh, what's Roy Keane said? People are always like, oh, the Irish fans are the best of the best. And it's like, there's no point being the best fans if you're choosing on, cheering on a losing team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, the Irish football team... As like completely, you know, punchable their way. They, they, and 
yeah we'll we'll definitely be moving into that it's just more like seeing one person break the mold has caused this tidal wave of an irish army that everyone has stepped up they're like if conor mcgregor can do it and he was told he can't do it all the time and he did it then i can do it too and it only takes one person to actually honestly believe that to achieve it yeah no i think jamie Hinks would have said that conor mcgregor is the best sportsman in the country and that he's inspired the country to be winners I can't argue that really at all. Like, look at it. Even the rugby team did uh, beat New Zealand. <clears throat> the football team, even qualifying for the Euros, doing amazingly there as well. Beating the Italians. Like, you, you really defined it and uh, epitomised it with the, we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. Yeah. And I've never seen someone take over the UFC more in my entire life than Conor McGregor. Yeah. And it's been frightening. Like, Anderson Silva in his prime, beating 16 people. Demetrius Johnson at the moment, you know, 10, 11, pound 12, for pound, pound, best, pound, pound for pound best. And at the end of the day, they don't make a peep compared to where. No. It, it's it's frightening how well he's done. <clears throat> and like, we haven't even brought up Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Can, I, 49 yeah, and can, I, can I just say, I don't know if people have heard me before talk about Conor McGregor. Uh, we were out one night in town after he beat Jose Aldo. <clears throat> and uh, Ross goes, he goes to me, obviously. Uh, he goes, Baz, guess what? And I, I'm like, what? And he's like, Conor McGregor's here. I was like, no, he's not. And he's like, nah, I'm only joking. I was like, all right, cheers, man. And he's like, no, he's actually right there. I was like, oh, no way. Went up to him and he was just standing there, broad-shouldered and all. And I was like, Conor, you're an absolute inspiration, man. You're an absolute legend. Can I get in a photograph with you? And he's like, yeah, no bother. And then when I got in the photograph with him, I was like, I was like, this fella, he's like the biggest thing in the world right now. The most trending name, like anytime you're ever on Instagram, like it's just always about him. Always about him. And he was just like, so level and down to earth talked to me and I also said it was weird he sort of like floated even though like he wasn't taller than me it was weird it, it was just like this aura shield of like oozing just pure confidence it was don't forget Artem was there too Artem was there too <laughs> I have to admit that yeah Artem legend it was just like I'm sure Ronaldo has this aura I'm sure like Messi has this aura I'm sure like the top of the top athletes in the world have this aura but like it's ridiculous. No, 100%. Ross has this aura. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It yeah, is amazing. Conor McGregor, he's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. athlete. Larger than life. Fighter. But it's, it's so weird, because so is Floyd Mayweather. But any time the McGregor-Mayweather fight is ever brought up, all anyone ever has to talk about is Conor McGregor. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, as much as he might be the A-side and the money side, in terms of mentions, in terms of clicks, Conor McGregor is possibly the most click sports star in the world on the internet. Uh, it's just it's just the right time. It's just like he came out at the right time with the social media time, with the bravado time, the confidence time. Even the way he makes his own YouTube videos and stuff as well. He's like multi like platforming. Yeah. He, he gets it. He really does. Yeah. The only thing he's missing is Snapchat. And I'd love to follow him on Snapchat. That's the thing. Although he started doing Instagram stories, and yeah. he's he's the funniest man on in the game. His captions on Instagram are the greatest captions of all time. Sometimes I hone my inner Conor McGregor. My own. Conor, you're an absolute legend, man. You're a legend. Yeah, we're talking about Money Mayweather. Yeah. Floyd Money Mayweather is possibly greatest defensive boxer of all time. Yeah. He, has gone his entire career I think he's been like 
hit hard maybe twice, if not three times. I think. Yeah, he's untouchable. Shane Mosley hit him hard, and Maidana hit him hard. But like far that, I can't really remember many others hit him hard. He's untouchable, man. He's possibly the best boxer of all time. Realistically, Conor McGregor probably doesn't stand a chance in a boxing match. But Conor McGregor has this thing about him where he always stands a chance. Yeah, I mean, he's been written off so many times. Now, don't get me wrong. Floyd Mayweather isn't Jose Aldo or Eddie Alvarez. You know what I mean? But uh, this is a, he's stepping into some, a different ring. Yeah, no, 100%. When it came to McGregor, it was like, oh, he can't be the top 10 guy. He can't be the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. He can't be the top 5 guy. He can't be the wrestler. He can't beat Jose Aldo. He can't beat someone who's longer than him. He can't beat Eddie Alvarez. He's too tough. You know what I mean? Eight, eight times he's do, he's that's been said about him. He's stepped up to the mark and he's done it. Yeah. And could this task be too big for him? Yeah, it could be. But could he be awkward enough that he might be able to get it done? There is that like slight, slight, slight minor chance that he can. That fella has the absolute death touch on his left hand. Yeah. And not only that, but at the end of the day. And he's so pop. There is that thing where you reach a certain age and you slow down. You're not. As yeah. I'm, Maybe it's what, 40 now? Yeah. Time catches up on everyone, man. Or, I think it's 39, but it'd be 40 by the time this fight happens. Yeah. And, yeah, time catches up with everyone. He might be that bit slower. McGregor might get that bit faster. McGregor, once they square up and sort of look at look at each other, like, that's where McGregor tries to win them games. Yeah, McGregor's going to tower over him. Yeah. He's definitely going to be bigger. He's going to be wider. He's going to puff the chest out. Yeah. Get uh, the wings. I, I, I hate to, like... See, I find it almost... It'd be almost insulting to say Conor McGregor has a good chance of winning this fight because of what Mayweather's done in his career. But Mayweather would not have fought someone who played as many head games as Conor McGregor. Yeah. He probably hasn't fought people as long as Conor McGregor. He probably also hasn't fought someone with... He'll have such an unorthodox boxing style because he's not a boxer. He's a yeah. martial arts fighter who boxes. Yeah. So... I think it would be interesting to see. Yeah. You can't, you can't write him off. Like, I mean, how could you, like, any time you've ever written him off, anyone, he's come back and proved that, proved everyone wrong. So to start now would be stupid. And you know what? At the end of the day, he won't really care. He won't really care. Like, I don't, Mayweather's not going to be able to knock him out. He's too much, he's too much bigger than him. So, um, McGregor will be, able, would be able to knock him out. Now, if you bear in mind, if they added in other stimulations, like being able to kick, then, ball, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, if these two lads walk down the street, McGregor would kill him, literally. Like, he's about... He's, yeah, if they fought to death, like, yeah. Mayweather would probably be dead within four yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, you just throw him a kick or... Yeah, you take him down and choke him. Yeah. Gone. All right, Barry. All right. The real question at this point isn't who's going to win. Who's going to ref it? <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say is Pacquiao Mayweather did 4.4 million pay-per-view, boys. Will this do over... Or under? Oh, I think it'll do over. I think once they actually start, if the press and all start getting photographs of the two of them squaring up, the talk is going to heat up. And bear in mind, they both speak English as well. Pacquiao, like, it was spoke, sort of broken English. Yeah. And, like, that fight was so, they were so, like, waiting for that fight to happen for about four years that, it, like, by the time it happened, everyone was just, like, asleep. You know what I mean? And then the fight didn't, wasn't the showcase everyone expected as well. So, McGregor could sell sand to the Arabs. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I'm sure Money Mayweather will almost put more money on the line from the, almost self-promote it himself. To be honest, I couldn't think of a fight I'd want to see. I'd be more almost interested in the build-up to the fight than the actual fight itself. I yeah? Want, I want to see those two go toe-to-toe. Yeah? 
verbal trade for verbal trade and just see what happens. I want to see, you know, a scuffle at the weigh-ins. I want to see it all. I couldn't be any more interested in see, see the build fight. I want to see what they agree to fight at, what weight they agree to fight at, and um, what are the rules, who wins all the little, like, you know, the minor negotiations and contracts. I think, in fairness, Mayweather will probably win a lot because McGregor seems to not care. Yeah, I also think that um, McGregor's going to outdo him in everything from clothes to sunglasses to just... The cars he drives in. Just, yeah, it's going to be, like, he'll be more the the A-side. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, one of them will get a jumbo jet and the other one will get, like, I don't know, like, you get what I mean. When it all comes down to it, who wins the fight? Ha! Can't wait to watch it, man. Because um, we we've said this as well. What happens if McGregor wins? Like th- there will be sh- like carnage. They'll be shut down. No, I have to agree with you. Like, because most people are obviously going to think he's he's going to lose. Yeah, I, to be honest, I think Mayweather's going to win a twelve round decision. I won't. Yeah, I won't be surprised if it went to the decision. Okay. Yeah, I really think will, but like if Conor McGregor can land that left punch and knock him out. I don't, I don't know what would happen like like I don't know how he can get any bigger of a superstar we'll boxing. find out would he kill boxing if he did it what, what, who who could he take on next what a rematch with Mayweather also no wonder Dana White doesn't make fights before a fight actually happens like he can't look that far but I mean I'm looking forward to seeing it yeah same we're, we're, we're both going to be watching anyway so Stay tuned. Yes. Stay energized. And when it is announced, don't worry, we'll be all over it like a rash. Very us. Very us. Well, so that was cool, man. Uh, yeah. Watch. We move on to the was it the the football. Yeah, um, guys, it's all heating up in the Champions League. I'm super pumped for it. I'm not gonna lie. When the quarterfinals came out and there was like very little English contingent, I felt like and Manchester United weren't in this year. That's me and Barry's team. Yeah, I wasn't overly hyped for it, but. Wow, Barcelona versus PSG, and then Barcelona Juventus, uh, Bayern versus Real. Jeez, it really pumped me up for the semi-finals. And the surprise of the tournament for me have been Monaco, and they've been fantastic. Yeah. Absolute goal machines. Barry, break down the semi-finals for us. Madrid Derby, Atletico versus Real, and Juventus versus Monaco. What do you think? Right, well, I'm just going to say this, right? The whole quarterfinals and all sort of lit it up. Uh, even... Even Leicester getting that far, which is amazing, even though they like turned on their manager and whatever. What can you do? Very Leicester. But semi-finals now, it's all lined up. It's not. It's an all. It's an all Madrid semi-final, which is like unbelievable again. Yeah, no, and then also we're looking at the masters of defense, Juventus against the high-flying. Uh, that are Monaco. Yeah. What game we touch on first? May as well go through the. No, we go through the PSG. Uh, uh, the, Excuse me. the Juventus Monaco game first, yeah. Uh, right. So the thing is, right, Juventus great side, best defense I've probably ever seen. What do you think, man? Yeah, uh, Benucci, Barzagli, Chiellini, and Buffon and goal. It's absolutely Freuden, you know, Alves, Sandro, um, Evra. You know, whichever way you want to play the wing back. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, they also have firepower up front. They paid eighty million for Higuain. Uh. Maybe a bit overpriced, but Spurs need to score the goals. Yeah. Diabala really lit up Barcelona. And Mandzukic, outrageously good out on the left for whatever bizarre reason. Yeah. They're a fantastic side. Um, realistically, I'd strongly favour them over Monaco, but Monaco look fearless. That's the thing. Um, Monaco have a lot of money, but um, 
they they can't really do anything with it. It's like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to France, you're gonna want to go to PSG because even the players. And you're in Paris, man, yeah? Although I say Monaco's very nice that every time. Yeah, no, it is. But, like, there's something about Monaco that it's not the club it used to be. It's not the way it was when Henri was there. There's no there's no players from Monaco playing for Monaco. There's not, you know, a real contingent of fans that you feel that they're yeah, there. Yeah, there's no, like, loyal... F- f- yeah, yeah. Monacans? Monic- Monic- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you call them, yeah. but... Yeah, it's, it's not like when it's a bit like they're like the Man City of France, really. Yeah, uh, they're trying to they're trying to break into that industry. Uh, they're doing very well. They just have a lot of high flyers up front going against the defensive kings of Italy. To be honest, brick wall that is Juventus. Yeah, look, I think Monaco, as far as I'm aware, are the highest scorers in the competition. They scored, jeez, they probably scored maybe fifteen goals between the Dortmund and City uh, two legs. Like, I couldn't believe how many goals were going in those games. And then you have Juventus, and they've conceded two goals in the entire competition. Yeah. They went clean sheets back to back against Barcelona. That's not easy. Who, who does that? Like, uh, yeah, and Messi was playing. Yeah, look. Right. Well, this is going to be—is this like a coin flip to you, or do you actually think that like Monaco could uh, do it again and beat and beat, beat Juventus? Do you think so? To be honest, I would have given Monaco a better chance against any of the other yeah uh, three other two sides. Fair I point. I would have thought they had a better chance. I was almost sort of hoping they, for Monaco's sake, they get Lelico Madrid. I would, I would have a better chance against them, but I think at the end of the day, that Juventus team, I don't think as good as Mbappe is, and he's fearless. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna let some eighteen-year-old kid piss all over them like he has done the other teams. Which uh, Juventus defender do you think is the best? I like Keane. I think yeah. he's a leader. I think, I think I think Benucci's meant to be doing better, but no, what, well, whatever. no, I think Benucci might be a better defender. A Bonucci. I think when it all goes down in the history books, I think Chiellini's going to be the main man. When it all goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually would have liked to have seen uh, Mbappe for Monaco take on Real Madrid just to see what he would have done in the Bernabeu. Just yeah, 100%. Out, out of interest. He could have signed himself a, a contract when he was there. There you go. So, I think we can both agree that we think Juventus will get the win. Yeah, I think so. I think... Uh, yeah. I think, I, I think they'll probably win <laughs> one leg and the other. Yeah, to be solid. Shut them out, really, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Right, so obviously we're going to go into the Madrid derby. Yeah, um, look, this is a battle of two Madrid sides. Uh, where, are they, where are they from? <laughs> uh, Real have got the better of them over the last few years. Um, Antoine Griezmann is sick of listening or losing to Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. He not only does it for club, he does it for country as well. Oh, sure, everyone's used to it now, so. Yeah, that is true. That is um, true. So many years, they're such a good team, such a good unit. The question is, have they really though? Well, I just think Simeone gets so much out of those players. Um, Breaking the norm, you could say, rather than punching above well, the weight. Yeah, I think it's more so that their team is so more homegrown and developed as opposed to, you know, you look at Barcelona and Real Madrid, if they ever have a bad season, they just buy two or three world class yeah, players. Yeah. But then it comes Madrid, don't really have that option. So I, I must say, I'm well by their team spirit. Yeah. I'm wowed by how much Simeone can get out of the team. But as good as they are as a team, can they conquer the mighty Real Madrid, the Galacticos, Los Blancos? Barry, <laughs> tell me how they do it. Um, I come up with another nickname. That's what I was thinking. I thought you were going to go for another one there. Um, Atletico Madrid are very good. Like, Look at the players they've produced from 
Torres when he was younger, um, Aguero, Falcao, like even uh, sorry, excuse Diego me, Costa. yeah, Diego Costa. Even I was about to say David Villa, he was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Like just this is a this is a proper team. Yeah, Diego Forlan. Even Camaro's doing well. Everyone is great, right? Uh, the Gea. But my point is, great team. They, they all seem to have a, like, they're sort of like, all have a core and they're all like, let's be the underdogs together. Whereas like Real Madrid are all like, let's not hang out ever. Unless, you know what I mean? They're all real like, not loners, but I mean, they're more like, they're more individuals. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't all get a team bus down to, down to the chipper. You know what I mean? No, but like, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. as a side of individuals, like, if you go through the entire yeah. team, like their centre midfields are Tony Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro. Yeah, but I, not one of them from the same country. Yeah, but I, I, I still think at the end of the day they are a team, and a team should like that. Really, like look at the Barcelona team that won everything there a few years ago. They were all happy to be around each other rather than like, oh no, I'm going this way and you go that way and all that stuff. Before I actually think about it, you go through the whole Real Madrid team and you go like, and goes who they start Taylor Navas, where's he yeah. going? Like Costa Rica. Oh, it's one of the uh, yeah, Chile. Yeah, Chile, right? Yeah. Then you go to right back, and what you have, Danilo or Carvalho. Yeah, Carvalho at the moment. Yeah. Then you have Pepe and Ramos, Portugal, Spain. Then you have left back Brazil. Then you have midfield. You have Brazil, Germany, Croatia. Then you have Ronaldo, who's Portuguese. You have Benzema, who's French. Gareth Bale, who's Welsh. You yeah. I mean, there's such a mix of nationalities. I'm surprised they gel so well together. Uh, very true. It's although, although they are. Yeah, but they are like the creme de la creme, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, but that's what I mean. It's such a massive talent that like it just works yeah. together. You can't put that side together and make it not work. Yo, when you have Ronaldo, it tends to work as well, you know? Yeah, he scores the big game. doesn't matter whether he's offside or not. Those goals count when he kicks them in. Yeah. What a man. Do you think Zidane has done a good job there? Or do you think it's a bit like Pep Guardiola when he was at uh, Bayern Munich and Barcelona? But the side was too good that you couldn't do anything but good at the job. I think it's a, it's a bit of the same. Like Barcelona had their run, manager left. Like Real Madrid now had the the grit to become the best. I think when if you are the best, it's easier to lose it rather than when you want to become it because you have to. You can like once you make a goal, like reach your goal, you can just sit on it and then like people will pass you by. But when also like Ronaldo was coming into his prime and he was like so dedicated, like he is so driven, like he like he doesn't drink. Like he doesn't even get tattoos, so he can get like he can give his blood, just like solely concentrated yeah, on this e- goal. It's easier to climb to the top of the mountain the first time than it is the second and the third. Yeah. I don't think Ronaldo would be as good as he is if Messi didn't exist. You know what I mean? They, they, you need the yin to the yang. He, he wouldn't need to score a goal in every game. Yeah, because no one else did ever. No, um, and we were only having that discussion earlier. Um, who's better, Ronaldo or Messi? And we both agree that it's whoever comes up with the latest accolade. Like when yeah. Ronaldo won the um, yeah, Euro final with Portugal, even though he wasn't even on the pitch, he was managing from the sidelines. Yeah. He was the best yeah. player. Messi just won El Clasico good night, so now Messi's the best player. That's the thing. Now, if Ronaldo wins the Champions League and the league, Ronaldo's the best. You know yeah. I mean? like, like El Clasico's forgotten if it amounts to nothing for the league. That's the thing. It, it can mean nothing. And there. They're level on points. At yeah. The Real Madrid have a game in hand. I think Barcelona's runs easier though. It's uh, it's going to be exciting to see who wins. Yeah. But like when it comes down to the Liga, what is easier? Like Barcelona, Real Madrid should be everyone else in the league, home or away. There shouldn't be an excuse. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see Real Madrid have Champions League. 
Dan's done a good job of rotating the squad. But when it comes down to it, back to the brass tactics. <laughs> Atletico versus Real. We went completely off topic. We went all the way down the road and back. That might happen on here. Very energised. Madrid versus Madrid. Is it Real or Atletico? Um, I'm going to have to go for Real Madrid. I think they're too strong. They've done it too many times. That like, Remember the Champions League final just... A, Two years ago? When... Sergio Ramos scored a goal in injury time to make a one all to go into extra time. Like that is just that is like murdering a team. Like how can you have any confidence playing against a team going into extra time again, knowing that they will score and then beat your four one as well? Yeah, in my opinion, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Barcelona have been the best three teams in Europe for the last four or five years, and the Champions League has shown it. And I think Real Madrid are the best team in the competition this year. I think yeah, the best team left here. Yeah. Um, with Ronaldo on your team, I think you're always going to be the favourites, and they're my favourites. Not only beat Atletico, but go the whole way. Yeah, and also like you can almost see it written in the stars when Zidane taking on his former team Juventus in the final. Now, that's what we're thinking, yeah. Yeah. But how would you think? It's going to be Atletico versus Monaco. No, <laughs> no. My point is, who would you fancy, uh, Juventus, or? Uh, Sorry, Juventus or Real Madrid? Um, look, it comes down to it again. Can someone score against that brick wall that is Juventus? Yeah. And if there was ever anyone to actually do it, for me, it'd be Ronaldo. And when it comes to the finals, yeah. I think Ronaldo's won more than he's lost, and I'd have to back him. Um, the final's actually on June 3rd in Cardiff, Wales. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Ronaldo taking on that defence. Could that be Bale's time to shine if he's back fit for us? Who knows, man? Who in really Cardiff. Knows? Very good point. No one's played that stadium on that pitch more than him. Actually, yeah. So, good yeah, see, when you say that on top of that, I'm going to go with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Real Madrid. Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo and Real Madrid. A Cristiano! So, we're going for Real Madrid win. Yeah. Very, you just being biased towards, just because you're half Spanish, but not really. But funnily enough now, right, June 3rd is the Champions League final in Cardiff. And we predict... That Real Madrid are going to win, okay? But, mo- oh. moving on to the rugby, right? June 3rd is the first game of the Lions Tour. Now that's something I'm looking forward to. That was a sidestep. What you make yeah. of that? Some uh, people would say goose step. I am super pumped for the Lions. Yep. I am delighted with the Irish contingent. Uh, I thought there was a few surprises, Barry. Uh, I wasn't actually expecting Ian Henderson to get a Lions jersey. Delighted for him, he did. Wasn't too sure whether Jared Payne was going to get one. Delighted for him, he did. I can see the reasons why that Irish team, they beat New Zealand in Chicago and they know how to do it. Now, okay, obviously you know more about rugby than me, right? But looking from the outside in, seeing that there was 11 players picked, did you almost expect to be more or less? Because there was a couple of people who would have expected, you would have expected a better chance to get into the squad while you ring rose. I think I would have expected between 10 and 14 somewhere in that region okay. um, so you roughly expected around 11 yeah Yeah. Um, I would have liked seeing Ring Rose get inside initially I thought he wasn't going to make it but then after seeing him play the last few games of the Six Nations and then seeing him play for Leinster against Clermont there the other day he's a fantastic player he has such shades of Brian O'Driscoll's play the way he cuts a line he does his that solo individual effort against Clermont I expect him to be honest playing down to New Zealand sooner rather than later. I think he's going to be a late addition to the side. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I feel like the first back that gets injured, I think he has to get in there. Well, you see, that, that's the thing. When it comes down to that game of the weekend, as as we were saying, it's either what, who's hot right now. You know oh, what I mean? 100%. You want the informed players. Yeah. And Especially if your name's on the line, like, you, you excuse the pun, mm. but, like, if your name's on the line, you want to actually... Push it over the edge. Yeah, you don't want to be like, why did I bring so-and-so, even though they've been out injured nearly all year, just no name recognition, rather than who's actually putting the hard yards in, playing the big games, bear in mind, Lesser lost now, but, like, who who are the guys that you want to? You just know. You, you know what? Like, he's one of those people who be smart. Is so good and has so much ability that New Zealand might underestimate him, and he has the potential to actually shine. And you know what? My biggest thing about the Lions is I think you need to play connections. As in, yeah, if you're going to play, yeah. you know, two Irish props. You might as well play the Irish hooker and have an Irish front row. If you're going to pick Henshaw at twelve, you might as well have Ring Rose at thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's, that's the way I view it. I think you should play the players that you used to play with each other. There is big talk now about actually Sexton and num- being number 10. I think... I th- yeah, well. well, like, I think Murray should be 9 anyway. But I mean... and th- But that's an Irish being biased. But, uh, yeah, Sexton being 10 and then Farrell being 12. You think that's actually not the most amazing idea now, do you? Uh, I don't know. Very you. I have something against playing Sexton and Farrell. I think it's like too many chefs sort of thing. I think they need to decide one or the other and I think it's going to be a big thing of who they want to partner with who. Yep. I, can see, I can see the Lions have a great game going Murray, Sexton, Henshaw, Ringrose because I believe Ringrose will end up on that four. And, but like, you know what I mean? How could you not play on Farrell? It's That's the thing. such a talented player. I, I, think, I think obviously like Farrell like one of the best players in the Six Nations there. Nominated for European Player of the Year. Yeah, probably, probably will win it. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, when you look at the two centers being either Ring Rose and Henshaw, very inexperienced man. At the end of the day, uh, no, I know that's the thing. But then, if you're Warren Gatland and you're up there, just being like, probably should have put a bit of experience in there. No, hundred percent. Big gamble to take. It's it's quite a strange way of looking at because Gatland has his favorites and he's not afraid to play favorites. Yeah, and he's and he's like former Welsh manager so like why would he gamble I'm sure there's an up and Welsh player yeah no 100% and like he'll probably go back to the Welsh national side after yeah. so uh, it will be interesting to see there's tell me this Barry which players are you excited to see on the tour who are you excited to see test their uh, muscle against in New Zealand see the thing is I am looking forward to seeing the development of Henshaw, but the thing is, I, I actually don't think he's going to start, and I don't think he's going to be as important as I'd like him to be, or eventually will be for Ireland. And well, he'll probably be in the next Lions tour anyway. Um, who am I looking forward to seeing, really? I'm looking forward to yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing CJ Stander play and see how how big he can be for a pack. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Vitoji because uh, yeah, you see, I actually think he was born in Donegal, but he pledged allegiance to England, but he's Playing for lines, so what a man. I met him one night as well. Very nice guy, very big. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the forwards playing well. I know, I know, we've talked about this before, and you're you mainly focus on the forwards, and I focus on the backs. But the it could be a full Irish, a full Irish, <laughs> yeah, front row, full Irish yeah, <laughs> full Irish breakfast, yeah. Uh, that would be cool for me. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing full Irish play. breakfast. I'm looking forward to seeing five furlong play. I'm looking forward to seeing the Toji play. I want to see Stander play. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Liam Williams play. I think he's an outstanding talent. 
Uh, I want to see Stuart Hogg, a fullback. I think we literally just about to mention him. He's a hard man. Yeah. He's a hard man to track down. Yeah, Hoggy made a show of us in the Six Nations. <laughs> The hog. He, he ran in numerous yeah. tries against us, and yeah. it was quite embarrassing. But yeah. yeah, he was fantastic. Once he sees that gap, he's gone. No, hundred percent. Very hog. Barry, after the disappointment of the weekend and both our teams being knocked out of the European, um, well, it used to be the Heineken Cup semi final. I don't know what. Yeah, the European Rugby Championship Cup. Yeah, Champions Cup. Excuse me. Whatever mouthful they decide to call it. Yeah, it is mouthful. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Saracens versus Clermont. Saracens versus Claremont, right? The final's actually on in Edinburgh on May 13th, so yeah. that's like only two, possibly three weeks away. Um, just looking at the way Saracens took on Munster, I wouldn't be surprised with the Saracens win. They would do the, they'd, I was about to say do the double. They'd do win the cup. Double. Yeah, they'd, well, they'd win, they'd, the they'd re-win the cup. Yeah, they'd do a repeat yeah. double. They won the English League last year and they won the Champions Cup last yeah. year and they're on to the repeat this year and to be honest I can't see anything but them doing it again do you, do you want me to tell you why I think it's because they had a convincing enough game against Munster away right whereas like you wouldn't see that many problems with the side although it's hard to pick out many but Claremont playing Leinster Leinster got ran over a couple of times I know they went behind early twice well went behind the two tries in the first 15 minutes so there'll be more footage for the Saracens to watch in Claremont rather than vice versa so therefore, I'm gonna to have to go with the Saracens win. Bear in mind they won last time as well. No, I 100 agree with you. From watching the two games, Munster couldn't break down Saracens whatsoever. They were absolute defensive beasts. And to be honest, Leinster cut through Munster enough, to, or Leinster cut through Claremont enough times that there's enough defensive frailties in there. That yeah. I think, and they've proven it. Saracens would take advantage of them. So yeah, I think Saracens will win, and they'll probably win by over a try. I'd say. So there you have it. Yeah, that is the rugby that's the MMA that's the football that's energised Barry <laughs> any ending topics that was well said that was well said Um, technically this is our second podcast because the first one we did didn't work out so this one is number one yeah this is number one Um, hopefully you enjoyed it with us because we enjoyed making it and uh, yeah good crack yeah if you have any feedback let us know how many you'd like us to do a week yeah. let us know what you thought of I don't know the audio in this one let us know what you'd like to hear from us going forward. Yeah. And thanks for being again for supporting us. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Can we, uh, we just mentioned the social media platforms as well. Instagram is our main thing. So, energized underscore or and B. Same with Twitter. Facebook is energized with Ross and Barry. Same on YouTube. Same on YouTube. Snapchat is up on our Instagram. So, it's Basmoka Show and MC Rossi. Yeah. Also, we're having this up on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. It says it there. should be very straightforward enough. We are living in the year 2017. Also, we're putting this up on SoundCloud as well because that's what everyone seems to do. But the cream rises to the top and that's what we're trying to do. With your support, thank you very much. And as always, stay stay energised. energized.